So hi, welcome to Grow Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Scott Frenzel. And we're asking some questions today about his new single, Sugar High. So congrats on that. By the way, how do you feel about the response to it so far? It's been really great. Yeah, it's so amazing to see. Um, you know, I think I started in short form video, so that can feel so like transient in a way. Like they live and die so quickly. But to have something that's a little bit more monumental feels really good. Hell yeah. The, the song Definitely. rocks. Such Thank a fucking you. earworm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the single title or cover art yeah yeah so you know the song we kind of wrote about that experience where maybe you're in kind of your like first relationship not that I had this particular experience (laughs) but um (laughs) where things are kind of in the honeymoon phase but you kind of can see these glaring issues that you know are kind of gonna eventually make this thing end maybe that's just the anxious one in me but um but that's kind of what the song's about so you're just enjoying the moment while it lasts but you kind of have that worry overcoming that the sugar high is gonna end all right and can you tell talk to talk to us a little bit about the writing process for the single yeah so um i found you know i when i kind of wanted to do a music journey um it's been something i wanted to do since i was a kid so this kind of felt like the right time it's like you have this attention on you if you want to kind of transition into this new thing it's kind of now or never Um, So I was just kind of looking at um, people that in LA that were kind of working with up and coming artists that I really liked. So I just went on Spotify and went under credits and then I would just look them up, you know, on whatever social media or whatever I could find. So um, I found Alex Cost and Eden Neville. They're a, um, they're fiancés now, but, but soon to be wed and, um, and they work together. Um, So I just, messaged them and then we all got together and Eden and I worked on kind of lyrics and melody and Alex was putting together their track and then we kind of all just collabed collaborated on it together and it was just so much fun to put together too which isn't always the case so it's always good when you find people that you really enjoy writing with absolutely and obviously you got your start with short form content that had nothing to do with music like kind of how are you working to make your audience like aware of your music and and you know stream the song because obviously you grew your audience around something that isn't even remotely pop music Yeah. yeah, no, totally. And it's it's so interesting because like, to me, there's a lot of elements that connect, but it is still like, you really got to hammer that in to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my misconception before I started social media was like, oh, once you have a big following, they just do whatever you tell them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's like, not the case. Like, no. you know, especially with short form content where, you know, it, like I said, it lives and dies so quickly and people may like only know a little bit about you um, or only know like one type of video that you make. Um, So it's definitely in a way feels like starting from square one because it is like, okay, now I have to start this new thing and make it big. Like I made these other things big, but I'm like starting a leg up a little bit. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think I've like, I've started in different ways a lot of times whether it was like i first started on tiktok and then it was like okay now uh, now we're doing youtube and that was like kind of its own journey and the content had to be a little bit different for that so like it feels familiar in that way a little bit frustrating because you just want to be a mega success right away yeah but um but yeah i think the the thing i think i would say is anybody else that's going through it is like don't get discouraged because it's kind of what everybody goes through and i feel so much more inspired by artists that i love to kind of be on this journey and to know a little bit more about what they went through before they got to where they are now absolutely and are you struggling at all with like you know you have this massive platform but you pretty much have to like reteach it in a sense to like this is now kind of what i my passion in a way yeah you know i i think the 
I think it can be a little frustrating, but it's also what like separates the people that make it from the people that don't is like, you know, I know a lot of people that kind of just stay doing the same exact thing because that's what's working and that's what's always worked. And it just hurts them so much to see the numbers be smaller because they're experimenting and learning a different you know type of skill whether it be with more like acting more like music more just a different style of video um to make and I think that jumping off and being okay with failing is the thing that kind of separates that so it is frustrating of course but um but you know it's also it's been a really good turnout which is great that's good yeah absolutely and and is there any anxiety with kind of putting this face forward of just like, this is my music, this is my very creative side, this is purely me, to this big audience where you've never shown this side before? It's really, I, so I went to uh, um, my friend, Lena Reagan, who's another amazing writer and artist. Um, she has this group called the Songbird Society. And it's, mm. it's just kind of like a group of writers, artists, producers, people in music that, you know, I think the, the music industry and I definitely felt this. I went to school in Nashville. So um, I, that was my first experience with the music industry. And there was a very competitive nature to it um, that I don't see in the content creation world. Content creators are like, at least in my experience, very much like a high tide rises all boats. Like everybody's willing to share any information they have. We're all texting each other. Like, are you in this bonus program? Are you, you know, doing this? And so that's really cool. And it's not always like that in music. So Lena really wanted to, to kind of create and carve out this space that was and so a couple of the like kind of ground rules with the the first meeting was like you know don't like streaming numbers don't matter follower counts don't matter like this is about you and your art or whatever area you do so I went into this meeting and so we're chatting and um and it was funny because I was telling this one producer I was like yeah I'm like I'm putting my first release out soon he's like I was like I'm really worried because it's like you know it's like this is your I feel like you you don't get a first impression twice, you know, mm. and this is my first impression. And he's like, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Like people don't really know about your first release that much. And I was like, well, I think they might actually know about mine a little bit. But, <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, just a little bit, but I'm not going to say that because I agree to the rules. Um, so yeah, so, you know, it is, it is definitely scary. And, I, and I'm kind of somebody that hides behind characters and, you know, like fable-esque stories that I kind of embellish in comedy. So it's very vulnerable to kind of put out a little bit of my actual story into the world yeah. and something I am passionate about that I, you know, for sure. Absolutely. How are you kind of balancing putting out, you know, your regular short form as well as the the music and kind of promoting both on, on your platform? Are you struggling with that at all? No, I, I wouldn't say I'm struggling. It's just, it's like a whole new area to create content in. And I'm, I'm so used to making content that's like, oh, this is something that's relatable to the masses. And now it's like, okay, I have to, you know, and I can pick and choose every day. Like, oh, I'll make a video about school lunch. I'll make a video about teachers. I'll make a video about like some nostalgia thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, okay, you have to attack this one song from a thousand different angles in mm -hmm. different videos all the time. So that's, I think, more been the challenge of is, is keeping keeping it fresh and making it feel interesting, even though you're just talking about the same song over and over. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of like mixing, I'm doing my best to kind of mix like my old style content with then like talking about music so it can like live a lot longer and it just doesn't feel like, oh, he was doing this and now he's doing that. It's I a hard you. cut. 
Yeah. 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 We're, we're drilling so hard into this because 99.9% of the time we interview artists that, you know, they might blow up on TikTok. So therefore they have to become the content creators, but it's always been yeah. the music first. Whereas this is the first time we're talking to a content creator turned artist. Yeah. So it's just, it, it's, it, it's so no, interesting I, to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I love it. And it, it's kind of the, the reason I kind of went this route was like, I just saw so many people that were just so talented artists and just they would put their music out and and it would be crickets. And I was like, there's I, I feel like you can get the fans first and do this kind of in the reverse way, because like it doesn't cost me anything to make a TikTok. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just sat in my room and I think the challenge is that everybody else, it doesn't cost them anything either. So you're competing with everybody that has a cell phone and wants to make videos um, but if you can just be clever about it, then you can kind of, you know, grow a following. And and that that definitely worked for me. And it was never like some crazy intention plan of like, here's my mastermind, like whiteboard of how I'm going to be this. Um, <laughs> it just kind of worked out. But damn. So going into content creation and TikTok and YouTube, artistry like like music has always been kind of like the end game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, even before I was doing content, it was, I, I have like demos from college that will never see the light of day. <laughs> but, <laughs> or maybe one day, maybe like a Jagged day. Little Pill 20th anniversary. There'll be a, but, but yeah. Yeah. It's always oh been goodness. a part of it. Wow. So this is like a, a big moment. You're finally there. You're finally dropping the song. You've gotten to that point where you, you're at that point where you could just drop the music and be like, here we go. I've made it to, to the amount of people that I want in my, my following and shit congratulations that's thank huge. you that's like yeah. genuinely like that's fucking awesome dude thank genuinely. you fuck yeah hell yeah okay um, so what is your favorite lyric off this track and what does it mean to you oh it's so funny to me because you know the response has kind of been i mean it's been like 12 year olds so I, I guess they don't have like the nuances of lyricism but like the response has been like it's such a happy song and i'm like i think of it as kind of a sad like it's yeah. i mean it's happy but it's also sad but it's uh you know it's so many things so it's it's kind of funny but i think my, I'm, my favorite lyrics are always the sad ones um i love the lyric that is don't want to see us fall apart so let's just close our eyes because it's like this big anxiety of like you know, I don't want this to end. And then the simple solution of like, well, let's just close our eyes. I think that's mm-hmm. a cool, like, um, yeah, contrast. Like that. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so where was your headspace at while you're writing this track? Yeah. Um, I think it was just kind of like, you know, I think I have this... I, Obviously, I don't know if you guys watched the music video, but I used kind of my character that has been on social media for a little while now, Brace's Kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of my way, another way to kind of connect to the content from like, okay, you know this character and now mm-hmm. you're getting to see a milestone in his life yeah, and kind of connecting it that way, but then putting the music like within it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like that character is such a reflection of like my own growing up and feeling like that at that age, I've gotten the response a couple of times. Like it feels a little like, like it's not just a comedy character. Like there's some heart in it. And that's cause like, it's such a reflection of like when I was a kid and I felt like a little bit different and a little bit like I didn't belong. And I've really put that into that character. So I definitely like drummed up those feelings for this song. Cause I kind of always had the plan of 
doing like this summer camp themed music video for mm -hmm. it um even before we had written the song <laughs> i knew like the idea Television, of like yeah. what i wanted the song to be like and then what the video could be like so mm -hmm. i was kind of drumming up those feelings um you know the, the song the intro is kind of set in that like summer camp more of a metaphor for like what the feeling of a new relationship is but then i made it more actual with the music video yeah All right. Hell yeah absolutely damn right so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your head. I want you to describe this track for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nostalgic. Okay. Um, candy coated. There's a hyphen there. So okay, of course. Um, and um hmm, just poppy. Poppy. Damn right. Love it. Hell yeah. Hell um yeah. so that same train of thought. Is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the track? Um, you know, I think just like, just connecting with the song and whatever the song speaks to you. I think my favorite artists never give too much of a, you know, they never tell the too much of the story behind the song. Cause I think sometimes that makes people see it in a way that isn't the way that they would authentically connect with it. Mm -hmm. So I think just like having your moment and whatever it speaks to you, I think is what I would want. Fair enough. Makes sense. Uh, so while listening through this track, what band or artist influence pops out the most to you, if any? Oh, I mean, I've always been a huge Katy Perry fan. So I definitely was like, that was a huge inspiration. That whole Teenage Dream era was yep. very ins inspirational for, um, for what I've been working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely her. And then kind of like a, I would say like Troy Sivan in a way, although like I feel like what he's doing now is a little bit more like house, Euro house in, a, in a, an amazing way. His music right now is killer. I love him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, kind of like that wasn't out yet when we wrote this. So like kind of the Bloom <laughs> era, I guess. Ooh, yeah. 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 Right. Hell yeah. Good pick. Um, so can you talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of the single positive or negative? Yeah. Um, I think the positive, you know, I did like the music video was so crazy. That was like such a crazy experience. And it was so I, I, um, I found this director, Alyssa Weil, who um, we ended up just hitting it off and having the best time making the video. Um, and that was just like insane. I've never like I felt like I was playing a wedding. Like I was like, oh, my gosh. Cause, and she was amazing. Like we really it was our baby together. But like props, getting, you know, getting extras, getting actor, hiring actors. Like it was like so much work, but it's so rewarding. Like I loved it the whole time. But um, but that was crazy. And then I kind of have that moment where like you did all that and then you have something to show for it, it was like, wow, you know, more than just a video that I throw the green screen up and like, you know, it was like this is like really a piece of something that people are like going to come back to. Um, so that was really cool. I think the yeah. And then the like the party that I had where I kind of because everybody worked for me for free. Well, like the the um, actors did, um, except for the main one. But um all the extras that I just was like, come be here in the in the music video. Um, so I did a little party and that was just cool to kind of stand in front of everybody that had worked on the project and just like see them all and be like, wow, this is so crazy that I have this like this team that was put together of people. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was all really cool. Hell That's yeah. Awesome. Hell yeah. All right. So you dropped this single. You're working on TikTok. You're working on your content what else is coming up for your music project do you have any more singles do you have an ep coming album what's what's the plan can you spill the yeah. tell all. a little bit tell all yeah <laughs> tell all oh my god um yeah so 
you know, I think the the big thing when I when I talk to my managers about like doing this and they have a music background, that was a, a big reason that I wanted to to work with them. And and thankfully, it's like it's just worked out so well. Um, but they kind of gave the advice of like, you know, the worst thing you could do is kind of put this first one out and have this big moment. And then it's like crickets from you as far as music goes for the next year while you're like working on more. So like yeah. it's probably best that you have you know, a couple songs ready to go mm-hmm. when this, um, when the first one comes out. So that's what I did. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Right. That's a chin scratcher right yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. But I love to leave little hints. So if anybody's a fan, they may have, they may know a little bit more than they think they do about what's coming up, coming oh, next. Oh, shit. All right. Oh, okay. Okay. Damn. All right. Um, so for this question, you want you to picture you're on tour you at a gas station for a rest stop. What is your snack of choice? Oh, wow. Okay. In a perfect world, it's pistachios, but they're kind of messy and like on, on a tour bus. And let's be honest by a tour bus. I mean, a little van that we rent. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's, that would work. Um, Could ooh, you get combos. the ones though? Yeah, but there's uh, there's like an art to cracking them open. It's like a whole, you know what I mean? It's like meditative. Mm -hmm. Probably combos. Do you know those? Yeah, what flavor? Just just cheese, cheese and cracker. Yeah, I'm simple. I'm simple. Yeah, no, it's a classic. I have nothing against it. They really are. I feel like we forgot about them. They were. They are forgotten media. I do feel like that. They're forgotten media. Covers are forgotten media. No one fucking talks about them anymore. No one talks about them. Yeah, I'm like, they, they, they you know, that's going to make it into it. I'm actually like have a video plan that now I'm going to rearrange to throw combos in because it has to. (laughs) That makes me so happy. Please, please. I love combos. Um, So for these last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music if that's okay with you. Yeah. Awesome. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh my God, this is so crazy. So I've actually like answered this before, like just from with friends. I don't know why, like, yeah. I don't know why people are so obsessed with what I eat. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You should Um, know what you eat in a day. (laughs) Yeah, listen. Um, this is get ready with me. Um, I so I used to, I worked in restaurants for years. I worked in restaurants for seven years. So I've really run the gamut. Um, and my favorite, oh my god, my favorite is Caraba's Italian Grill. If you're familiar at all, um, they're kind of speckled across the country. Like the closest one to LA is Vegas, which is so disheartening to me. Um, but they have this thing called the Chicken Brian, which is grilled chicken with lemon butter, sun dried tomatoes, and basil on top. And it's so good. And then you have to you have to pay extra, but it's worth it for the fettuccine Alfredo on the side. And it does come with a salad. So I'm cheating a little bit, but it comes with a salad. So I choose Caesar. And then I would get a Coca-Cola because what else could be my last drink, you know? Um, And then I would probably do maybe a key lime pie as a dessert. Ooh, key lime pie. Just for something a little different, you know, as I go. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, Love yeah. It. Um, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? A fictional world for a week. Wow. Wow. Oh, Avatar the Last Airbender. <gasps> what element are you? Definitely water. Oh. What are you a you're a fan? I I have watched the entire series with my brother, so I am a fan. I feel like I can't. Obsessed. Yeah, for sure, love for it. sure. Yeah, it. it's so good. You said definitely water. Is there like a test that you've taken where you're like, fucking? No, it just felt right. You know what's so embarrassing? When I was a kid, I was like 
12. I don't know. I was convinced I was a waterbender. Like, it's so embarrassing. Yep. But like, yeah. yeah, you know, you yes, know I'm what fucking, I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I know exactly I, like, what I'm talking about. My mom left. I was home alone. Maybe I was a little bit older. That's embarrassing if I was a little bit older. But I like okay. literally put a bowl of water in front of me and was like mm-hmm. trying to move it. Yep. Yeah. You know. And then yeah, I, like, but it, with a glass of water. Yeah. It moved a tiny bit, I think, just from like, I don't know. Like not like I was probably just seeing something. I literally I think that I had like water on my finger and I like dropped like, <laughs> you know, and then it like it moved the surface of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, I literally t- I remember going to school and telling my friend, like, don't tell anybody. <laughs> But I'm a Percy Jackson asks. <laughs> Stop, sorry, guys. Don't do it. That's like beautiful. That's beautiful. Absolutely. No, I think you're a waterbender. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. no, it just feel, it feels right. Yeah, I, it yeah. matches. It clicks. I see it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has actually said it is the most important question. Wow. What is your favorite color? Oh, mm-hmm. blue, blue water. See, it just it all lines up. It all and kind of like, I see, yeah, your background. I just a lot of blue going on back there. Blue, There's a yeah. lot of blue going on back there. Yeah. I, you know, it's branding. Exactly, Listen. it's a theme. Absolutely. You have to do what you have to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, so as Gloria said, that's all the questions you have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, yeah. So Sugar High is out now on mm-hmm. all platforms. You got your Spotify, your Apple Music, your Amazon, your Tidal, Ooh, your Tidal. YouTube. So um, listen to it, stream it, watch the music video. You can find my socials at scott.frenzel. And that's it. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for sound. It's been Scott Frenzel, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.